Hey everybody, Lee from Black and White Reviews here. I want to take a moment and let you know that we've been going through a lot of our archived discussions, and we realize some of them are actually not that bad. The only downside with them is the quality level is not quite up to par with what we've been doing lately. However, some of the few discussions we've put up recently seem to be getting a lot of really great responses. They're usually about older movies that we grew up with and things like that. Um, i.e. Superman and even Die Hard with a Vengeance, things like that. Um, if you haven't heard those ones, check them out. Uh, they're old school. They're pretty funny. But in reality, the biggest difference between the old ones and the new ones is, is actually the audio quality. So the one you're about to listen to right now is a very old one, um, and the quality is definitely not where we are now. So we hope you can bear with it. We hope you enjoy it either way. Um, if the quality is not so great, I'm sorry, you can send us a comment or whatever, or just switch over to a different discussion. But either way, we hope you enjoy this classic from the Black and White Archives. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Commentaries. My name is Will. And I'm Lee. And this week we're going to be talking about the mess that is Equilibrium from 2012. <laughs> Written and directed by Kurt Weimer, starring Christian Bale, Emily Watson, and Ty Diggs. With a little bit at the beginning of Sean Bean, who inevitably dies. Um, well, you, you, you see Sean Bean in a movie and you go, hmm. He's, he's going to I die. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to die. Two things are going to happen. One, he's not going to be who we think he is, and he's going to die. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty Except much. for in Lord of the Rings, because in Lord of the Rings, all he really became is just a meme. Yeah. Um, I mean, one does not simply end up in every single meme in the past 20 years. But I felt a couple of different ways about this movie going into it. I remember liking this movie a, a lot more than I liked it this time around. I haven't mm -hmm. seen this movie in maybe a decade, maybe a little yep. bit more. Um, I felt like the, the, the plot and the narrative of this movie I really liked mm. until we get to the end. And mm. the, the, the action sequences are so low budget I do not believe that this movie had a budget of twenty million dollars. Mm. It doesn't no. make any sense. Especially, I, I feel well. I feel like the budget was mostly just just for the actors. <laughs> Here you go. Possibly. I feel. I feel like they spent it. so much more money on star power than they did for everything else. Yeah, but in two thousand twelve, what was Christian Bale known for that he deserved that much money? I mean, American Psycho. Um, America, uh, that's Newsies. That <laughs> um, no, Total Recall came out in 2012. That does Kurt Wimmer actually directed as well. And honestly, I didn't care for that movie either. <laughs> this, I mean, Total Recall itself was a good movie, but I mean, oh, the original was phenomenal. The original was phenomenal. It was a great idea, you know. Ah, come on, Kubrick, you can give the people, air, you know, whatever, and. Um, but the new one was basically just, you know, uh, what's-his-face there running away and Kate Beckinsale walking after him. That was it. That was the whole movie, like, over and over again. She just kept chasing him and just walking after him. Yeah, you cool can, movie. You can, talk, you can talk about that. I, I did not see the remake of Total Recall, so... Oh, good for no you. Idea. Good. I have good. no idea what you're talking consider I have no yourself, in it. Consider yourself a very <clears throat> blessed man. So I anyway. have no interest in watching that movie. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up, why is this movie categorized as a sci-fi film. 
Mm. What is science fiction? What science fiction is going on? Because there is a litany of drugs. It's on the in the future right now. I think it's just the fact that it's in the future. Okay, futuristic. Fine, sci-fi. Futuristic sci- is considered sci-fi because you're looking into the future. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I'm, uh, I'm calling BS there. There's well, nothing uh, sci-fi about this movie. There's nope. a blimp and a drug that's making them not feel anything, which is we have a litany of drugs that can do that. We had uh-huh. a litany of drugs that could do that back in the 90s and the early 2000s. So what exactly going on is sci-fi? Yeah, I don't know. Another problem that I have is why are they called acrylics? Clerics? Clerics, um, clerics. There is nothing biblical going on in this film, which I, I kind of give Kurt Weimer a little bit of credit. Normally, when you see a beginning of like the dystopian um, narrative, the way that this movie is built, it always goes back to, oh, well, the problem is God, or the problem is this religion or that religion. No, they just said, no, it's human emotion and human feeling. I'm on board with that. That's a different take on it. Oh, so yeah, definitely. Why, why call them clerics? For what? There is nothing priest-like about that league of agent, uh, with the exception of of their uniforms. That's it. Well, I just think they're talking about, like, what's the guy called? Uh, father? They call him Father? Okay. P- Pertwee there. So first of all, let's talk about Pertwee for a second um, while we're going to get to that. We're talking about clerics. We're talking about Father. Um, so Pertwee, what's it, Sean Pertwee? All right, so Sean Pertwee is the son of one of the doctors, the other Pertwee there from Doctor Who, um, who also plays Alfred in Gotham. Wait a second. Christian Bale. He's Batman. Wait. Oh, man. Good for you. Alfred is, bo- is Batman's boss. That's pretty you. cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's my little connection there. I thought that I, I, I laughed about that. I'm like, wait, Alfred's Batman's boss. Pretty cool. I like it. Um. I think that's just what that's just, it's just what they're going for there. You know, um they're they're saying like they're giving titles like that just to kind of make it feel just to kind of be like okay, there's a it's it's not just some government thing. It's like, oh, this makes sense. This is right. This is good. You know, and and I don't know. It's it's just the terminology they decided to use to make it feel a certain way for people to swallow it easier. I don't know. I think they were I think they were shooting for the moon with that, and I oh it yeah comes off it comes off very pretentious. Oh yeah, it does. That it it does not belong there at all. And I think that's what what makes this. You know, they're they're trying to make it like it's just some you know perfect future. Some you know it it's more of a it's not a utopian. It's more of a dystopian because people are just like eating up whatever you know baloney is given to them. Well, but, they tried to I, I, they tried to create create essentially a a utopia, but it ended up becoming dystopian where you mm-hmm. oh yeah we're gonna get rid of all emotion and we're gonna get rid of all the art and the music in the world and there's not gonna be any more war. There's not gonna be any more conflict and oh yeah again yeah credit for trying but it failed horribly it <laughs> oh yeah i mean no, the fact that you have to it, you i kind of the way that i watched this film and the way that i felt about it i kind of felt like it was 10 years too late if this movie oh, yeah. had come out if this movie had come out in 1992 and it was somebody doing a, a commentary on you know the soviet union and the reasons why that fell apart this movie would be a million times better because of the time frame that it would have fit into. Right. That's, I, I'm not going to call that a problem. It's just a, a bystander. 
Mm-hmm. This though, let me get into the first when I stopped taking notes is okay. when we see Christian Bale first, you know, he goes, he storms into the room and lights out and then he just lights everybody up. What happened? This was shot horribly and it looks so low budget. I yeah. mean, I can think of a million, well, not a million, but I can think of dozens of films that came out in the 80s and the 90s and even the 70s that had better jump cut scenes than this thing did. This was terrible. That right. was horrible well, I mean, here, here, let's, here's, let's Let's go back to this one simple point. Equilibrium came out three years after The Matrix. I was going to bring that up. Oh, I know it's, a, it's a really valid gonna, point, and I, so it, but honestly, that's what it really comes down to altogether. Is the Matrix came out, and then people had these movies like already in the works, and it's like, oh, well, it's. I mean, think of a talent show. You know, this guy goes out there and does this amazing, you know, whatever, and then you go out there and you're like, I have to follow that. Well, I mean, I already prepared for this, so I guess I have to do it now. Here, here you go, world, <laughs> and that's what Equilibrium ended up being. You know, I, I, that's that's my personal opinion of it. I mean, I loved Equilibrium when I first saw it. I saw it, you know, maybe not. I didn't see it in the theater. I don't believe, but I'm pretty sure I saw it right afterwards. Um, I was probably working at Blockbuster Video at the time, so maybe, maybe 2000, 2004. I, um, mean, I, I wouldn't. You probably didn't see this in theater because now that I'm looking at it, this only did a box office of five billion. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't recall this seeing it in the bombed. theater. It probably wasn't something I would have gone to see at that time. But I started getting in more into film, uh, 2004, 2005, and then beyond, uh, more to to like really get into things that were not just like something comedic. You know, sometimes I just want to watch a movie and laugh just because you know the world's depressing. But anyway, you know, then we watched this movie and. Thanks, Christian Bale, for being super depressing the entire time. <laughs> I don't but, even think it came off as being depressed. I actually think he did a pretty good job of playing uh, somebody think, that had never felt an emotion before and was kind of, you know, turning on to the world and life and what it oh, means. Oh, yeah, no, like, no, no, no. We can totally get to that point. I mean, we get the sunrise, uh, him touching the railing. You know, it's, it's so funny, the things that we take for granted, you know. Mm. Basically, everything he did was one giant mushroom trip. yeah. Yeah, kind of. You know, I mean, it's like he stops doing drugs. Not to condone any type of, uh, or not, not not condone, but not not to promote any type of drug taking or you know food poisoning, which is what technically mushrooms or anything would be. But basically, this whole thing was a trip. It's like you are experiencing things in a way that you never have before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're seeing a sunrise for the first time. You're touching a railing as you walk up at this nice smooth metal railing. You're uh, I'm gonna rearrange my desk. Yeah, I'm gonna be a rebel and rearrange my desk and just stand out from the crowd. I'm gonna touch these bullet holes as I walk by because Wait. I want to feel what they feel like. I want to hear Beethoven. I'm gonna hear music for the first time and cry. Exactly, like he hears Beethoven and just totally gets rocked. You know, yeah. and it's it, it honestly. I mean, I think that alone, the movie is written very, very well. I think the writing of the, f- I mean, as far keep as going, like, as going. far as the concept. Keep going. I'm going to let you finish on that. The movie is written as as far as the story goes. Now, is this, is this actually based off a book? Hold on. I don't know. Based off a book? Um, I'm not sure if it's based off a book, but if it is, then the book must be amazing. 
because it's, it probably really gets into the concept here without making it, you know, so low budget, which is what we're so used you, to. Okay, so you say that this movie was was well well written. I'm going to disagree. I think the concept okay. of what this movie is trying to be is there. I think the execution fell flat. Here's why. You get the scene with him and his wife, and his wife is being taken away for sensory violation. She stops yeah, she's a sense offender. A sense <laughs> offender. She stopped taking her, her injections, right? Yeah. She runs to him and kisses him and says, don't forget about me. Why is she, who is no longer taking this injection, why does she all of a sudden have feelings for somebody who has never experienced anything in their life? I, hmm. Exactly. I feel, I feel, I feel like, no, no, I, I feel like you're, you don't, know. don't, no, don't, don't come up with the, oh, well, this is where the, you know, one little line of dialogue would fix it. No, I'm not going to buy that this time around. She no, it's not, fell it's not in a matter love. of dialogue. She fell in love with a robot. This guy is robotic and she fell in love with him because he's absent. There's nothing. He is devoid of all emotion, and she falls now, in love with him anyway. Now, like, look at that scene again. Look at that scene again. Did he look like he was totally devoid of emotion? We're talking, at this point, we're on Prosium 2, correct? He looked shocked. We're on, let's he go not, back. He did we're not, on pro, no, he did not, we are he did on not, Prosium 2. Prosium he, he, 1 was not good enough. Now, <laughs> I'm, that... Why would they make Prosium <clears throat> 2? My point is, there was emotion. There was a reason why you would marry somebody. Um, no, all no. In this world, no, there isn't. If you are emotionless, if you feel nothing, I have to assume that this was some type of an arranged marriage or just done to procreate. What that, year was this? Uh, this takes place in 2072. Oh, okay. 72. So... I have to I have to assume that because this is a person who and over and over again over and over again in this movie from um what's her name the the woman who he captures who's who's in the cell and who's going to end up getting burned. Yeah. I wonder if you even know what friend means. I wonder if you know what it means to love. I wonder if you know this. Do you have any idea you've never felt any of this before? We're hammered over the head with the idea that he has never felt anything before. Right. But, and 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 uh, to your point did he look like he was devoid of emotion? Yes. He looks shocked that she, he looks shocked. Shock. Right. Shock is an emotion. an emotion. No, that's not yes, an emotion. It is. That is, that is, that is, that is somebody being amazed that somebody went against the system. Amazed. An emotion. It's an emotion. Look it up. It's a definition. Is an, it's an emotion. Amazed is, is not an action. It's an emotion. It's an emotion. Okay. I'm telling you, look it up. Okay. The definition okay. of it is, wanna, is an emotion. Yeah. My point is what they were doing, what they were getting at is, you know, the, the big emotions, love, hate, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff is, it's things they were trying to push out completely. There is no way to make a logical decision. Oh, you're looking things up. Cool. There's no way to make any logical decision without some form of emotion one way or another. So prosium, prosium one, prosium two, whatever, is not going to completely eliminate all emotion because emotion needs to be there for any type of processing. And otherwise, you're a computer, and they should just kill all humans. Must kill all humans. No, we're, we're, this is not 
This is not the Matrix. This is three years later. This how did you? Later. How did you? How did you? How did you feel when your wife was incinerated? I didn't feel anything about it at all. How did I feel? No, I'm 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 <laughs> actually quoting the movie. He's right. sitting there and he's talking to his commanding officer or father that we learned that he is later on in the movie. And he is blatantly asked, how did you feel when your wife was incinerated? Didn't feel anything about it at all. Letter of the law. Cut and dry. Of no, course I'm he's going to respond that- like that because he knows. the situ- Okay, so we, we watch but this that's movie. His the whole re- point- that, that's his honest response, though. In that moment, that's his honest response. We don't start getting... Any kind he basically of, say, well, yeah, because we're not at that point. But the thing is, he says, "I don't know what you mean because I don't know what feelings are." If you are, if you're living in a world where you don't know what feelings are because no one talks about feelings, of course you're not going to know what feelings are. How did you feel? What does that mean? I don't know because people don't know how to express it. People don't know how to how to explain it because they don't talk about it. Because people take pills. You know, it's it's a it's a really. I'm surprised we're getting so deep into this movie, <laughs> um, at least about this one concept. Um, just because well, that's what this movie what is. is. But this movie, yeah. this movie is one singular concept. That's another reason mm-hmm. why I stopped taking and, notes. And it's, There's- yeah, and it comes down to can can you live? I mean, uh, she. Oh man, it's it's weird because you're doing the same thing I was doing when I was watching this movie. How if these are two people that got married? And mm-hmm. they've never had a conversation about how they feel, what they're thinking, etc. How is she seemingly having an emotional reaction for him and being taken away? This is a person who has never expressed anything to her. S- same way Why? that he had an emotional reaction when he was touching a railing. He somebody had- close. Somebody who was supposed to be close to her. She saw a man there that she had a feeling for because he was a man there who was <laughs> dedicated to her because that's what he was told to do. I guess. So, I mean, whatever. My, my point is, uh, what's her face there? I, I keep we're gonna keep calling her what's her face because nobody seems to remember her name. No, um, I don't. He asks the name, I, but he goes basically without love, without sorrow, without yada yada yada. Breath is just a clock ticking. You know, and that is a very valid point for what it means to be alive, not human. Not this, that, whatever. It's it's literally about being alive. Anything that really is alive experiences emotion one way or another. Whether or not you suppress it, let's say somebody goes into into someone's brain and cuts out, you know, the part of the brain that is that um, you know focuses on emotion. There are still other parts of the brain <laughs> that feel emotion. It's it's all together. So they can take this medication, that medication, whatever medication they want. But there's a reason why, why this cleric is better than others. It's because he learned how to suppress all of his emotion that was left over past the prosium. Because he found a way to do that and focus on his job and say, my job is more important. That's what I do. It's, you know, it's, it's workaholism. So if he, if he, if he truly, if he truly does feel that way. And he thinks, this is why I'm better, and this is what Ooh. I have to do. Hang on. If he really <laughs> does feel that way, this is why I'm better than everybody else. This is what I have to do. This is why I am the model cleric. And he misses his dose. He would have immediately taken another one. Yeah. I mean, if that's the character that you have in your head, 
Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, but that's the point. The, the point he is, he would have gone on to do the right thing, but he didn't. But he exactly, exactly. So it comes down to the choice. He made a choice to not take the medication. So therefore, he was always making a choice to suppress all of his emotions. And that comes back down to another big point here. So I'm going to jump all the way to the end here. The lie detector test when he's going to see a father. Okay. It's all a big setup. You find out Ty Diggs is there and he's like, oh, yeah, cleric, you can go ahead and try to trick me all you want. But guess what? I tricked you in the end. And all of a sudden he goes flatline. Game over. He shuts off his emotion because he can and goes full on combat mode. And it's like, I mean, literally game over. <laughs> you guys are toast. And it's and it's and it's the most epic scene as far as uh, action scenes go in the movie where he just takes everybody out. Mm. And that's because he is really good at controlling his emotions. So people take meds to suppress and control their emotions. This guy can, is really good at it. You, and that's the point be, of the movie. He can be good at it, but still he was he was actively taking injections earlier on in this movie. Right. And he was all about it. He was all about uh -huh. his life. His, but it comes his, down his, to his, the Sean inevitability. Bean, he blew Sean Bean away with absolutely no problem for having a book. He was doing his job. He was incredibly robotic. There was no mm -hmm. feeling or emotion going into that. It was duty. No, letting but when wife, it happened, hang what do you on, think he letting did? His wife, <laughs> letting his wife being taken away to become a, be, to get incinerated, that has nothing to do with a feeling or emotion. Whether, and I brought up, oh yeah, he looked shocked. So what? He let his wife get taken away and get incinerated. Done. How much, how much trauma do you think you have to witness to finally snap? I think Regardless of what I drugs think, you're taking. Well, no, I think it absolutely depends on what drugs you're taking, especially in this world. Mm. My, point, depends, my point is the point of this movie. The point taking. of this movie, the point of this movie is that emotion is stronger than drugs. That's the point of this movie. And I'm he's going dealt to with so much. With he has I'm seen so much. He's witnessed his his wife being taken away, being incinerated, killing his partner from his own hand because he knew the law, and this and that and everything else that's happened. And finally, he snapped. I'm it going all to adds disagree up. with this. I'm going to really? disagree with that. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with that. I think so, if you are on, if you are on a powerful enough suppressant or a powerful enough drug, anything is possible. And I have personal wow. experience. Wow! Wow! I, I have personal. You're, you're no. on. So it's like. If we were watching Terminator, we'd be like, you know what? The humans are going to die every time because, I mean, <laughs> the robots, the, the man-made things are just so much stronger and humans are always going to die. It's like, no matter what happens, love will never prevail. No matter what happens, humans will never prevail. You, you're, are, you're, talking, you, you are, are talking... You, you are talking about a suppressant that uh -huh. this person is injecting into themselves every day. As if you believe that this is true Excuse me? As if you believe this is something that people take every day now, now and it works. You, you are like gung-ho saying this is a true thing that's actually happening and it exists and it can happen. And, the, and, the, and there's no fault to it. It is faultless. I didn't say it was faultless. Well, the way you're talking, it sounds like you're saying it's faultless. 
I didn't say it was faultless. I say that if you're in that situation, if you're in that situation and you're taking a powerful enough suppressant, Hmm. anything can happen in that scenario. You can go to bed right now. I'm Lee and these are the things that I care about. And these are the things that are important to me. And you could wake up tomorrow morning and somebody's going to shove a pill in your face and say, you're going to take it or we're going to you down and you take it, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to turn into. You don't know mm-hmm. what you're going to care about. You, 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 you could be completely, here is your mandate. This is your yeah. job. You're going to go do it. Regardless, right. people have done it for less. Again, I say, if this movie came out 10 years earlier and it was a commentary on the Soviet Union, it'd be a completely different story. Right, they right, right. But did so- thing, hang on, hang on, hang on. They did things every day that their conscience probably told them not to do, and there were no drugs involved. And still, you have massive atrocities and massive outright lies from a government that happened. And you're saying that this isn't possible? I'm not saying at, it's look impossible. At, look at look at look at look at look at the the <laughs> legion the legion of people today who are on Xanax and Ambien who are walking around like zombies who don't care about anything. People who can cross the street with their minds and their cell phones and not even worry about oh well maybe this car is going to hit me. It happens uh-huh. every day. Now right. we're talking about now we're talking about a science fiction dystopian film about a drug that will suppress every emotion that you have. And you have a problem with that? No. My point is there is no drug that will ever come out that will suppress every emotion that you have. My question for you is what do you think the point of this film was? (laughs) What do you think was the moral of the story? If you're telling me... I I I think the moral of the story is don't make mistakes. Because the ending of this movie, and no, hang on, because hang on, hang on, hang on, because the ending of this movie and the and Christian Bale's entire arc is based on him missing a dose in the morning and mistakenly getting uh, obtaining emotion. It was a mistake. He didn't mean to do it. He didn't make a choice to do it. He found himself in that predicament. That was not a choice. It was happenstance. So I you, dropped you my drug. Hang on. I dropped just... my drug on the floor and oh my god, look at the sunrise. I can't go back to that life. That's what happened. It wasn't uh, a choice. Everybody okay. else in this movie, hang on. Everybody else who was the underground, his wife, the woman in the cell, what's her name? Like we said before, yeah. all of those people that for all intents and purposes, they made a choice that they did not want to suppress their emotions anymore that they wanted to live actual lives. This guy, Christian Bale, did not. He made a mistake and missed a dose and fell ass backwards into it. Okay, well, if that was the case, if he made a mistake and missed a dose, wouldn't he just take another dose and then during that time go pick up another? Yeah, he would. He had plenty of reserves. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think there are... I think they do... um, they make that make sense where no. yes, they do because he has to go to equilibrium and get a new morning dose and take it. No, and he has him, to get another dose. The thing yes, is he e- has equilibrium, to go do it. They would not he, want him to miss a dose, right? He has to go exactly. get another one. But and there are backups. There are backups intended to make sure that he's going to do it. His new partner knows that he has to go take a dose. His son is ratting him out. 
he's already feeling it though. At this his point, son did he's right already he wasn't, take, he wasn't taking it. So since mom died, uh, mom was yeah. Since mom was killed, yeah. But there's still a trust issue there because his son was the one who ran out of his mother in the first place. So the, I I buy that. But oh, they well, make, there you go. They make, there you go. There you go. They Let's go that, back. Oh. They make that, they make they make him needing to go get another dose, and two main people in his life are watching him like hawks, so that he has to go do it. They make that make sense. It fits, but by that point, the damage is done. He's already right. felt it. He's seen the sun come up. He tore everything off of his blinds. He's already feeling it, and he makes a decision then that he doesn't want to go back to sleep. Which goes Fine. back to my main point, which is no matter what, the human emotion will trump anything. He didn't. Oh my God! He wasn't on drugs at that point, though. If he was, he you think there's no residual effects? Dose. The reason why you take a dose every certain amount of time is because they want to make sure that everything is covered, overlapped. There's like an extra hour, two hours, three hours in between to make sure that things are suppressed. Because if you miss something, it'll be covered somehow. So that has my nothing point, to do with p- human emotion. It well, <laughs> it does if we're talking about medication. My point is, but that has nothing to do with his emotions trumping the, the, his need again, to be dutiful and take his medicine. So you're telling me, I, I just want to get this straight because it sounds ridiculous to me. <laughs> but you're telling me that your belief, your belief is that the point of this movie is to not make mistakes. Your point. The point of this movie no, is not think, to say I that think, the human emotion think, is something that cannot be contained. Which no, I think I think the movie. I think the movie. I think the movie. I think the movie is pretty clearly telling you that the human emotion is something that can be contained. There are people out there who are going to make the decision not to do this type of thing and become enemies. But okay. Where? Where in this movie does is somebody dosing and they're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. When did you see that? Right there when he put his when he put his dose down instead of putting it immediately inside the injector. Damage is already done. He's already felt that he already missed his morning dose. No, no, he no, no. He didn't. Sunri- my hey, point is, on. no, yes, my did. point is there. He saw the sunrise. He saw the sun come up. No, he felt the it. sunrise oh was God. after he, he was ran after. to the bathroom. He runs to the bathroom and puts the thing to his neck. Looks at himself in the mirror and he can't do it. By that point, the damage mm-hmm. is done. The, his, right. his, whatever dose he took before that has already worn off. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the people who are already doing it. The people who were doing it on the regular, on clockwork, their little alarm on their wristwatch goes up, do do, take your pills, Frozen and they time. take them. Those yeah. are not, these are not people who are in control. These are people who are, who are doing what they have to do, call it out of habit, out of fear, well not fear, but out of habit or, or fear of repercussion or duty, call it whatever you want to. They made this movie very clearly says that the human emotion can be suppressed and they're doing it. You have people in here who rebel against it and they get because at one point human emotion was stronger than the (laughs) than the actual having to go take a pill and suppress it. My po- that's that's the point is that people are going to rebel against it because they can because the human human emotion is stronger it's going to fight through as Jeff Goldblum once said uh life uh uh finds a way uh that's what happens natural order natural things are going to happen because it's natural 
You can't just suppress things that are a natural thing and expect them to never try to resurface through. No, you know, look at look at water. You can you can build a dam all you want, but water is going to try to find a way to get through those cracks any way it can. Water always finds a way to get through it. And at this point, we're talking about emotion, which is a very strong characteristic of the human being uh, of life. You know, anything that's living. I don't know why. Actually, it sounds like I'm still talking like Jeff Goldblum to me. But uh, I'm not. I'm not arguing against the natural order of things. (laughs) You asked me. You asked me. Do I think that in this movie that emotion trumps the power of whatever drug these people are taking? And I'm saying, no, it doesn't. This is mm-hmm. a powerful, powerful substance. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Christian Bale accidentally misses a dose and he's free. How does he accidentally miss the dose? Because Suddenly. He, 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 he knocks it off of his table and it breaks. And he has to go get another one. Hang on. Let me finish. He has to go get another one. By the time he has to take his next dose, the damage is already done. He is feeling everything and he doesn't. Yes, he does, dude. But my point is if he dropped it, he would then take it immediately and then get a replacement for his next dose. We've already had this argument. He doesn't have a replacement on hand. He has to go get more. Yes, he does. Then why is he telling his son, I have to go get more? Why is his partner saying, oh, you have to go get more? That's what no, you're he doing said you have to replace this. that you're, one regiment, that no, one you're, you're, no, to make up for the one that he lost. He has to get more immediately. And mm. his son sets up a contingency for him and says, oh, by the way, I called your partner and he's going to make sure that you go get it. Mm-hmm. They have things like that in place. The problem yeah. right now is you're, no, you're bending the narrative to support your own conclusion of this. So do you really think that somebody made a movie to prove your point? No. I don't know. No, 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 no. I think the point of this movie, the point of this movie, I think, is more along the lines of what you're saying. Oh, human emotion can, you know, trump everything and, and the drug doesn't really matter. That's not what the movie says, though. That's not what this movie tells me. Okay, so you, you're saying this the movie, movie intended me, to say that, but what you got from it was yes. not that. Yes. The movie okay. intended to tell me that human emotion is a powerful thing. But the fact that this guy misses a dose by accident, not by choice. This was not by choice. He did not miss a dose by choice. That's my argument right now. He doesn't. He, it falls off his table. It breaks. He can't take one in the morning. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, I'm feeling things. This is great. I want to stay in this life now. There's a reason why I, I'm looking at it this way. A big reason why. When I was a kid, I'm an original Ritalin baby. So I know all about how you feel when you're on a controlled substance like that. You feel mm-hmm. like a robot. You feel drained and depleted. And there is a lot of things that you don't care about. You even even being that young and on a drug that was that controlled and very, very, a very low dose. I still felt like I had to pay attention and focus to the task at hand and everything else around me didn't matter. It was almost like I was on autopilot and I was just doing what I was told to do like a robot. Mm -hmm. And then when it wears off, you are you're depleted, you're done. So I sympathize with that feeling. I know what that's like. It's horrible. 
And for a movie to come out, what, again, 10 years after I had those experiences that says something like that about a controlled substance that just devoids you of every, of, of all emotion, of course I believe that something like that could happen. Of course I believe that something like that could exist. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Like I said, go out and walk around and look at the legions of people who are on Xanax and Ambien. Every oh, yeah. day. They are the same way. They could care less about you. They don't have... I'm sure they do have emotion and feelings, but not the way that you and I have. It's way, way less. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm just saying it's reality. I'm a realist. And when it comes to me choosing between being a realist and being an optimist, I'm going to choose being a realist. Hmm. <laughs> you really disagree with me right now, don't you? Uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. I just... I'm looking at it from from not what they tr- what they actually did, but more what they were getting at. So they were getting at the point, you know, that life will find a way, that emotion, that humans will always be able to overpower, you know, robots. Whether it's robots made from, you know, pharmaceuticals or robots because they're made of metal, you know, it's it's the point is normal natural ways of being will always, you know, push back one way or another. I mean, think about how medication is, you know, you take medication for so long, think about a pain medication. Somebody gets so used to a pain medication and they keep on taking it and taking it and taking it. Eventually the pain medication, it's, it's easy to abuse because people will eventually get to a point where they're feeling like it's not doing anything and they take more and more and more. And then when they take the proper dose, it's not going to cut it anymore. That's like, that's any medication. That's why you still see, you know, uh, you still see a psychiatrist, somebody who can prescribe you the proper dose of medication and they up, they down, they, whatever they have to do to make it make sense. So, whatever. If we're, if, we're, if we're focusing on the whole thing being about the medication, my point is the whole point of the movie was supposed to be about, you know, going beyond that. Not The, the medication can't suppress being human. And That's I agree with you. That's the I point. I completely agree with you. I now, completely if you, agree with again, you. Again, it did like not. Said, if, it did not if, they, if they didn't do a good job doing it, okay, I agree with you there. But I, they did but not do I a disagree. D- good job <laughs> conveying that. I, and that's fine. You can disagree with me. I'm not looking for you to agree with me. I'm just saying this, do- this movie did not do a good job of conveying the message that you're saying right now to me. I'm the kind of person that's going to look over a scene and I'm going to relate that to everything else that happens in a movie. A movie right. should be cohesive from beginning to end, not have this little section cornered off that, okay, this is what's important and the rest of it doesn't mean anything. Or this is what you have to take away from the film. This is the message and the rest of it doesn't mean anything. That, that, that's, that's, that's a horrible way to make a movie. In my opinion, that's a horrible way to make a movie. You don't... The ending, the ending when he's walking out into the cross and the explosions are going off and the resistance wins does not translate to his beginning at all. 
he I feel like he just found himself as the leader of this resistance and he has to go kill father why he did not make the decision to be there he just found himself there yeah well he's John Connor okay good okay (laughs) now we're there again because he's John Connor (laughs) because you know when you brought brought up another it's not you brought up you brought up another interesting point that 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 somehow human emotion or the natural order is always going to find a way against whether it be medication or whether it be robots. I brought up the point about Ambien and and, and other uh, psychological affecting drugs. I think I brought this up when we were talking about Terminator, and we're starting to see a lot more of this today. We have AI that can outthink humans. We have a a country called Saudi Arabia, that just made an AI a citizen a few years ago. So you have that to deal with now. I'm just throwing that out there. I really don't know why. Um, I want to talk about his son for a second because it does bring up another interesting point. Now, his son stops dosing after his mother gets taken away. That's the part where I'm going to completely be on your side when you brought up the whole thing of, well, what's the breaking point? Well, the breaking point was him seeing his mother getting carried away to die Mm. and him dealing with the guilt of, I'm the one who did that. I mean, I think that kind of did speak volumes. There, I agree with you. So there was a point with him where enough was enough, and he made the decision to stop dosing. But you don't think that with Christian Bale killing his own partner, who he'd worked with for years, was a breaking point? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I think that was all duty. That was what he, that, that's what he's supposed to be doing, and he's going to do it. I well, mean, you did can, say duty. So. If, he can have his, if he can have that fever dream where he's very stoically watching his wife getting carried away to be burned, he can blow his partner away with no problem. I think, uh, okay, I wanna, for me, it comes back to. The same thing we, I think we both were thinking when we wanted to come into this conversation. When we first saw this movie, we were very impressed with it. And we're like, you know, this is pretty cool. I like where they're going with it. But I feel like when we both saw this movie, we were young. And yeah. we were inexperienced with good films. <laughs> that's, that, that, I think that's what that comes down to. Yep. I agree. Um... So, I want to talk about, just, just for a second, I just want to just touch on the narrative. I, I think you and I just proved by talking about it for about a half an hour that the narrative of this movie is important and there is a discussion there to be had. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on with it, there is a discussion to be had. I think one thing that you and I can agree on is that first combat sequence... I can't understand why it was shot that way. Why it's in the dark, and when you're going through it, it looks very anime and robotic. Mm. Like, I could tell it wasn't Christian Bale who was doing all of that. And it it, it sucked me right out of it. I mean, up until that point, I was kind of enjoying what was going on, and then we get there, and it's, ooh, what happened? And then we get to the second one where he um, he saves, you know, the people who are free. He tries to save all them and kind of get them out of there. And then he's, you know, surrounded by all of those. No, he's surrounded by all of those guards. And again, it 
looked a little bit better, but not much better. I think it only looked better because this time it was in the daylight. So this time there wasn't that staccato anime slapstick feel to it. But it was still like, that's not Christian Bale doing all this. And I can completely tell that's a stunt double and all. That's some pretty bad CGI right there. And this is where they kind of sped it up to make it just look cool. Okay, so I, I, I honestly, I'll, I'll say it the other way around, which is weird. Um, seeing the whole strobe effect in the beginning was like, yeah, that's interesting. Like, wow, what's going on here? I'm like, oh, that's pretty fast. Like, he's moving pretty quick. <laughs> you know, like, what's happening here? He's just like, bum, 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 okay, bum, 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 like just moving different positions was very systematic. Mm-hmm. And really proved the whole like this is a specific art form. They do it this way. They do it that way. They do it this way, and this will strategically, you know, like kill everybody nearby and keep you safe. Mm. I'm like that's that's a really interesting way of looking at it. And I thought it was very well portrayed actually in that weird strobe effect. Later on, we see it and he's doing it, and it's like okay, now we're we're doing it a different way, slowing this ho- showing this whole like slow-mo thing you know bring it down to like oh look action action all right it's almost as if two different different directors stepped in you know to the to the director's chair for this film um and it it, when you're talking about that one scene there where he's are you talking about the gun beating where he just like the the little like things come out of the bottom of the gun and he's just beating up the guards okay and they go into this weird slow motion thing which is very out of place and it, odd. It, yeah, it was. And it was he's just beating odd. them up, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's almost as if they were trying to portray some type of emotion. I'm like, okay, well, if there was an emotion that made sense for this scene, I can see how this would look good for it, but I don't see an emotion that makes sense for this scene. <laughs> so it was, it was very out of place. Why doesn't he just kill them? Why, 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 I mean, why doesn't, no, well, I'm pretty sure they all died, but I'm saying, like, why doesn't he just shoot them? I mean, there's a whole bunch of gunfire going on in the background. I don't think he's really worried about drawing attention to them. I just think they did this just to be like, hey, look at this cool trick that this gun can do. Isn't that awesome? Like, that's the only reason why that was in there. Yeah, and I think, again, it goes back to, you know, this this guy, or whatever. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to pick on the director, but... You know, it was just, it was definitely, this is this CB movie you, with the big budget. You know what, you know what, if you want to, if you want to pick on him because you've seen um, Total Recall, go for it. I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, man. I did, one thing I did like, I like how, uh, I like how he saves the puppy. Mm. That, that kind of made him a hero to me, maybe because I'm an animal, animal lover and an advocate, I like that he saved the puppy. That made him my hero, and I was on board with him no matter what he did throughout the rest of this movie. Right. Um, <laughs> about the puppy. I love. I, I love was... the scene. I love the scene with Ty. Ty Ticks, where he's like, "Why do they keep these animals? What do they eat them?" <laughs> <laughs> so my my wife my my wife and I have watched this movie probably like you know a handful of times together. And she okay. watched it again with me, you know, recently, and and both of us were just laughing so hard about that. There were two there were two parts that happened around this, around this scene that were just like, they were laugh out loud worthy. Like I think we actually woke the kids up at one point. We laughed so hard. Oh wow! Um, and it's like, why do they keep these animals? What do they eat them? 
And he wasn't saying it like a joke. He was saying it like very inquisitive, like, what, what do they eat him? So it, it, it's, it's funny because it, it's, he says it, he doesn't say it jokingly, but he almost laughs when he says it out loud. Yeah. So it's it's very well delivered in the way where it's like it's funny to us, but then again, you can tell that he's clearly like, I don't understand why they would keep these animals. Why would why would somebody have an animal? Were you back and forth with uh, Tidig's character? Yes. So was I. I didn't know what to make, and it was one scene that I was confused about, where he. The prisoners, well, the, the, the members of the resistance that uh, Christian Bale is trying to save and he's trying to escort them out and then Tigers is there. Hey, yeah, good partner. You let him right to me. He doesn't kill him himself. He tries to get Christian Bale to kill him, do the honors, take the execution. And Christian Bale says, no, you should be the one to have it. And they both leave the room. Neither one of them will look at the execution. I thought that was weird, yeah. I thought... I've, oh, Ty Diggs is not dosing, but he's, you know, playing the game a little bit better than Christian Bale is. That's what I thought. And then we get to the end, and it's just like, okay, here we go. Here's this big payoff, this big fight. I guess you really are, you know, with your with the union, and you really are a diehard cleric. Oh, no, you're nobody, and you just got your face chopped off by a katana. Which, that <laughs> yeah. was the super, most super. ridiculous <laughs> That was the most ridiculous CGI I've ever seen in my life. Nope. I guarantee it was you bad. Seen worse. I, no, it was I, bad. I'm, it was, it was bad. bad. Again, His it goes, it goes back down off. to the budget was not good enough for this. The budget went towards the actors, and that's it. His face coming off? Oh, my God. His face, his eyes, his nose, his mouth. Just his face. It, it came off. <laughs> it's coming off. Face, eyes, nose. It's coming off. <laughs> uh, that's a tease for a movie that we'll do in the future. I guess um, so, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think both both you and I both just realized, like, wow, why was that even not on our list? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway... No, I, I, that, that, that whole scene right there, I mean, we, we go, like I said, I thought it was really great. They're doing this whole lie detector thing. And all of a sudden, he just flat lines, you know, with the lie detector. And the, and the guy just goes like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he just gets up and takes them all out, gets into the room. And you've got, you know, the real father there, quote unquote, Angus McFadden. I, I love Angus McFadden. Everything I've seen him mm. in, I think he's great. Um, but he pops up, he's there, and he's just like, so like, yeah, you're not going to touch me. And then Tay Diggs goes over there, like, yeah, you're not going to touch me. And there's not even, like, a fight scene between the two of them. He just takes him out and slices his face off, like nothing. Done. Like, it was just I so love how quick. arrogant. I love how arrogant he is getting up, too. He's like, oh, he's yeah. on the suit, plan to be wearing this for a while. And it's like, okay, I'm ready for, like, a, a big fight. Because before, mm-hmm. when they were sparring, looked like he could hold his own. I'm ready for yeah. it. No, no, face chopped off. What happened? I like and it. Ang- I like Angus, it. Angus McFadden <laughs> is 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 the guy. He's the guy that can fight. He's the guy that can give Christian Bale a run for his money. And I did not see that coming. So no. Now, if, so if you honestly, wanted to fool me, you, you, it worked. You did. 
Yeah. But they did it in a way where it was like, okay, it was not so much like, ooh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist. It was not like that. It was more like, oh, the director just said, you know what? I know we shot it this way, but let's just shoot it this way instead and see which one we like better. You know what? People aren't going to get this one, so let's just do this. I'm like... Okay. They, they sat down, so they, they watched they, the first cut, and they said it was too predictable. <laughs> let's go the other way. Yeah, let's go completely the other way. So nothing sets this up to make it seem like this makes any sense. But you know what? People oh are going to be shocked. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's, there's yeah. good shock and there's bad shock. This was bad shock. It was bad shock. But then again, it was, was good so shock bad. because anytime, anytime a movie that this is this predictable, like this <laughs> movie is, this movie is 120% predictable. You know, but anytime if you can if you can throw me off a little bit, even if it's bad shock, I'll take it. It makes me like it a little bit more, you know, just because at least you tried sort of. (laughs) I I feel so bad ripping on this movie because I used to love this movie. And when we talked about doing it, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be so great. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh. Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> my wife my wife and I both went to bed without even speaking to each other. Like the movie was done. We're like, oh, all right. Do you have the baby monitor? All right. And that was like the last thing we said to each other. We just walked away, went to sleep, and I don't know, cried ourselves to sleep. You know, hanging on opposite sides of the bed because we both felt bad for making each other sit through it. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so... Let's go oh. back to the puppy thing for a second. I know we I know we went to to the end and there was this and everything, but the one thing with the puppy I thought was great. So the time where the guy goes over there and he's like, you know, sir, open your trunk, and he goes, oh, that was a dog down the road. He's like, no, I think it came from your trunk. Open up the trunk. So <laughs> he opens the trunk. These guards come over to him. You know, these whatever um, agents, whatever you want to call them, come up to him and they have these guns in his face. He flips the guns around and shoots them in the face. And the guy just goes, what? (laughs) His response, his response is what? (laughs) I forgot about that. And it's funny because it's the same response of anybody who's ever watched this movie for the first time. They go, what? (laughs) (laughs) So it's as if this guy was just somebody in in the test audience. And they're like, he said what? That's a really good point. Let's just put him in the movie. You know, because it's like, wait, what? (laughs) It was just, you know, we see, we see, we've talked about other movies. We've seen other things where it's like. You know, I, I keep thinking back to Dark Knight, where he's like, "Is that a bazooka?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, and that's and again, it goes back down to like that's what the audience is saying. Is that a bazooka? And you got the cop. Is that a bazooka? This guy just goes, "What?" <laughs> when he when the guns came out of his sleeves, oh, and then. Yeah. It, 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 and it happened multiple times in this movie, and I was wondering why. I'm like, why do you have guns up your sleeves? What is going on? How many sets of guns do you have hidden up your sleeves? And then it makes complete sense, and I understand why he got the role for Batman. But then I watch <laughs> Batman, and I'm like, where's your bat belt? What happened? <laughs> I thought I thought the uh, it it was weird to me because the, the the gun clips coming out of his sleeves was very like. To me, very wild, wild west. Like you know that that what that Will Smith movie. <laughs> yeah, 
Like yeah. it, it, it was like, hey, here's this little, See, you know. Okay, okay, you just touched on something. <laughs> I thought the guns came out of his sleeves. I don't know where the clips came from because they do a close up of his white suit at the end, and the clips just come from out of nowhere. And I have no, I have no grasp <laughs> on what body part this is. <laughs> They no, just come sleeves. from out. No, I, I, no. The guns came out of his sleeves, and then they close up, and it's like, there's the clip. Where did the clip come from? I don't know if that's his sleeve or a pocket or his no. crotch. What the just clip, happened? The clips came from a sleeve. Now there were other clips that he threw on the ground that had a little round bottom, and that was cool when he slid by and just like popped him in. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's why they have that, you know, that little. Round arms so they can kind of sit there. Um, I think I was looking away at the time when he threw them out there in the first place. But I was when I saw him grab, I'm like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen that before. And when I, I go, That's when cool. he first did that, I thought I thought there were grenades or something, and I was waiting for him to blow up. And okay, nope, yeah. They're not, they're no, not they're just clips oh, that he oh, set there clips. for later on. And I thought that was okay. really cool. That was amazing. Um. I guess. So, um, I don't know. I wrote a note called "Burned Up Breakdown." I don't know what that means. Burned up what? Oh, oh no! Something got burned up, and he broke down. <coughs> oh, when she got burned up, and then yeah, he broke down. Yeah, when she got burned up, and he breaks down. Yeah, okay. He, it, yeah. That so brings she me got, to another. That brings me b- before we even talk about that. That brings me to another problem. Before she burns up, he stops dosing. Right? How is he not immediately picked up? Because he's acting very erratic. He's oh, yeah. running. He's bumping into people. I think he knocks some guy over oh, at yeah. one point. He's yeah. There's a lot of very, knocking people over and bumping into them in this movie. He's being the oddball in public, in a public that is very together. And still, yes. like... But they know he's a cleric, and they probably thought he was chasing somebody. You and I are going to argue no matter what. So whether or not you're on one side or the other. Aren't there, but aren't there other eyes on him? Yeah. Isn't he being watched? His partner who was watching him the entire time. Okay. Leading up to the end of the movie, which is like, yeah, I saw you and I knew the entire time. His partner who is portrayed as this character who is very due diligent and who is watching Christian Bill the entire time doesn't notice that the guns were switched. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Doesn't okay. But then again, we didn't either because if you looked at it, no, it didn't seem like it. I remember when I watched it we this time, I'm like, doesn't he switch guns? I remember this watch time, this last time watching it, I said, doesn't he switch guns? And I looked and I'm like, I don't see him switching the guns. So then I'm like, maybe yeah. that's a different movie. And at the end, you know, or not the end, but you know, close to the end there, when he's like, oh, that's my gun. Oh, well, you, of course but you took my gun just, because of blah, blah, it's, blah. It's so weird because. There's no when when he when Ty Diggs hands excuse me Christian Bale the gun there's no gun in his hand they're no. standing face to face right when does he have time to switch it so he won't notice they're you know what looking at they're looking at each other the entire time this is going on now do you so remember that he it, was in a movie called The Prestige where okay, he was a magician that's, we're done we're done <laughs> we're done maybe we're he done. picked something up I don't know we're done. We're done. There is no, there is no twin in this movie. <laughs> there's no Hugh Jackman or a cloning machine. <laughs> there is no Hugh Jackman. There's where no where is David Bowie? 
He's in heaven. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Keep reminding me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, the concert Anyways. up there must be phenomenal right now. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, we're talking Prestige came out four years later, but still, whatever. This was the uh, <laughs> motivation for it, I guess. But, Okay. So we see that the burn, you know, she gets burned up. They break down. I mean, aside from the whole, that's just like the the whole relationship building up with her. I mean, he's he's getting emotion. He's getting romantically, you know, emotionally connected to her because he's finally seeing emotion. Which is creepy. It's, it's so creepy. creepy. It's extremely you're, creepy. Look at, my, you. look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Exactly. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Look at you. No, and it, that's not why it's creepy. I'm glad you brought that up because just it's just another level of creepiness. Mm. This is his ex partner's woman, and yeah. he's and he finds this out, and he still develops feelings for her. Like, kind of creepy. Just makes it worse. And another thing that I, oh my God, I'm just going to keep knocking this. <laughs> there's a camera and there's a camera in the cell. He knows the camera's there. He knows somebody's watching. He knows that this is being recorded. He's being monitored and he reaches out and they touch fingers and have that intimate moment anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. What is, why? Hmm. What? Uh, ooh. I don't know. I think my big problem, my overall problem with this movie is there are a lot of interesting concepts going on. There is a lot to be discussed, and you and I spent a lot of time talking about one of those points in particular. <laughs> There's a lot here. There's a lot here that, that should have landed as a really great movie with a, mm-hmm. with a very strong narrative, but just... But it, it was executed it, it, poorly. It was bad. It yeah. was so bad. And I don't, I really don't remember why I thought this was good. Even back then, probably when I first saw this, I don't know why I thought this was good. We thought it was good because the concept was something new to us. Since, since this movie, we've seen, uh, geez, <laughs> so many other movies that, that touch upon this whole, like, uh, you know, emotional you know, grabbing with, you know, drama and sci-fi and this and that and, um, you know, V for Vendetta. And I mean, there's there's so many different movies that that are connected here. I mean, uh, geez, let's think. This movie was 2002, right? Um, There's one movie that I would equate to this, but I'm not going to say it because it's blasphemy. (laughs) Oh, uh, what? I would... The idea of the idea of taking a suppressant to devoid you of any kind of emotion. The only other movie I can think of that did a good job with something like that was Clockwork Orange. Was what? Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But I mean, this is this is a far, far, far cry from a Clockwork Orange. So I'm not gonna do that. Right. But just the fact that you... It's hard. It must be really difficult to do something like this justice without fumbling somewhere. Especially, I mean, and you're you're the one who has the most experience between the two of us with this director because you've also seen... um, 
I mean, honestly, that that's that's an irrelevant thing. I I watched so Total what Recall. What else did he do? Uh, he he did a few oh, other things. He okay. The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, I didn't see that. The Recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, law-abiding citizen. Yeah, I've seen that. Salt. Okay, now things are starting to make sense. Total mm-hmm. Recall and Point Break. The new okay. Point Break. Yeah. Yeah, the new the new Point Break. Which I I mean honestly I I don't think I've actually seen any of those movies all the way through so. Mm. And that's that's why it's hard for me to compare it to anything else. But honestly, I mean if I I, I we don't I know we don't sit there and rate the movies and give them ratings for how we feel about it. But yeah, I feel I like do that. Yeah, I don't think it's it's worth it. I, I but looking at it, I, I all I can really definitely say is you know what. I went into this movie saying, you know what? I always loved this movie. I always loved Equilibrium. Let's talk about Equilibrium. And then after watching it went, ooh, you know what? I really remember this tasting a lot better. You know, it's like, ooh, Joel, not proud of you today. (laughs) 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 You know, just like, ooh, you know, I, uh, sorry, made a mistake. (laughs) Um, not what I expected. I mean, I'm glad that we watched it again and we took it apart because I wanted to to really see, like, okay, um, I mean, a movie that we thought was going to be great or we thought was great and then look at it now after seeing so many so many other movies and having so many great conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's nice to see, wait, I think, wait, the evolution it, of it and what we've talked you about. You know what? You know what? And I'm glad that you brought that up because I think... I think we're done talking about the movie unless you, we uh, both want to retread old ground again. We got a little bit more time left. Well, I do. How I do want to you... talk about patty cake. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, patty cake. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about a movie that you once liked or loved or thought was amazing, and you go back to it years later, and eh, you never want to watch it again, or maybe your opinions on it have changed dramatically to the point where you don't want to watch it does so it ruin there, it does it i mean are, does it ruin the experience i mean does it does it take away from being a movie lover or does it just no, add to the experience no for you? Okay. i think it add, i think it adds to the experience for me personally um because it makes me recognize my own personal development um mm-hmm. as a as a movie uh, connoisseur whatever they you know, call me I mean, honestly, I, I'm 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 obsessed with movies. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> I should seek help. Um, but it's like, hello, my name is Lee, and, and I'm a movieholic. Yeah. But my uh, I think looking at it now, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, we can take it down to a couple of different steps. There are movies that you watch as a child, and then you watch them later on as like an adolescent or an adult, and you go, wow. I really remember this movie being good and Mm. it's not that great, but you still enjoy it because you always enjoyed it before. So for me, and I know this is going to upset a lot of people, but Bill and Ted's excellent adventure is a movie that I used to rent over and over again when I was a child. Movie came out in what? 88. Mm -hmm. Um, so I used to rent it, you know, Back to the Future and Bill and Ted. Oh, actually, there were three movies. It was Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, and then some Winnie the Pooh movie that I would beg my parents to rent from West Coast Video. Remember West Coast Video? <laughs> that still existed. And 
you know, I'd rent those three movies and watch them over and over and over again. And then there's many, be, many years gonna, later, I'd come back. Of, there's going to be a whole lot of young people right now who are going to be listening to this. And they're. I have a feeling that they do not grasp the concept of rental. <laughs> oh, yeah. So a rental. Okay, so West Coast Video. <laughs> so a uh, rental. Before, before the Netflix, Hulu, uh, and Cody days... Uh, you would actually have to, if you wanted to watch a movie and you didn't own it or have a friend who had it, which, I mean, even that was kind of a weird thing, you would just go down to a movie re- movie rental place. And hey, Blockbuster look. Video was like the big, like, whoa, this place is crazy. But there were most more than places- Blockbuster. What's we had, that? We, there was Blockbuster, there was Hollywood Video. Yeah, I think Blockbuster was the big one. Movies and more? Yeah, was, I don't even know about was that. movies and more? Was movies? I know Hollywood Video was a chain. They were everywhere. Oh yeah, they they were around. But yeah, I think Blockbuster was a big deal. Um, Hollywood Video, yeah, West Coast Video was the place that I always knew. Um, and they always had their kids section, and it was it was like that was a fun fun time. Like you go out with your family, the Rentals kids bring you out awesome. to the kids area. You hang Rentals out in the kids area, awesome. and they have a movie playing over there, and you sit down in the beanbag and look at other stuff and. You have especially, a blast while your parents, you know, go off to a that, different get, section. Getting that VHS home and praying to God that your VCR doesn't chew it up so you owe all the video store money. That was that was right, a great right. time, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So man, so VHS times. has tape inside. Tape that has little <laughs> images on it. And and as the images pass through light, they project onto your screen. They digitize and they come back onto your screen. Sent in from this this old tube TV. Oh now, my oh my these technology! Old tube, these old these old tube TVs that weighed a ton. <laughs> yeah, these <laughs> <laughs> basically basically your twenty inch TV would weigh as much as a sixty five inch TV now flat screen. <laughs> I think they weighed more. Oh, like they, dude, they, they they weighed a ton. I, I think I actually have one, yes, I have one tube TV, TV left. I've been giving them away to people because they're like, I want to play an old Nintendo game, and I, and I want to be able to shoot my, my ducks with Duck Hunt. Yep. I'm like, I got, I got yep. it. You can take it. That's the yep. only reason I would have kept it. <clears throat> but honestly, it's I got, like. I still, have, I still have a 36-inch tube TV. Good. Hold on to it. Don't let go of it because I want to come uh, and play Duck Hunt. I, I got to get rid of the thing. I got to get rid of that thing. It's huge. It. It's How massive. are you going to play Duck Hunt? How are you going to play Duck Hunt? They're actually working on that. We'll, we'll I know. Talk. They're, they're I know. working on that. <clears throat> but, anyways, but anyway, the only, reason why, the only reason why I asked you that question is because for me, now that I'm older and I go back and I revisit movies that I, I thought I loved when I was younger and they don't hold up, I am a little bit disappointed. I, and I'm sorry to anybody that I offend by saying this, I recently went back back and I watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl Ooh, thinking okay. thinking thinking I love that movie I remember that movie I love threw it on did not like it well clearly you've never been to Singapore exactly <laughs> did not like it did not like it as much as I thought I did I and I think that's where my disappointment was I think that's why I walked away from the movie with a bad taste in my mouth because it wasn't as good as I remember it being Hmm. That that took a little bit away. That disappointed me. And 
I don't know. I still, I'm still struggling with how I feel about that. That's the only reason why. Yeah. So now that we're talking, and it's it was a perfect time to bring it up because we're talking about Equilibrium, and this is a movie that you and I both said, hey, this was great when we were younger and when we first watched this movie, and mm. we liked the plot and the narrative, and now it's. <laughs> oh boy, there's problems. This is 2002, right? So we're talking. Oh boy. Long time ago. Long time ago. Whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. 2002. A long time ago. Dude, 17 years ago? 17 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it makes sense when I, when I look at it and say, okay, what was happening in my life, but. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Well, then there we go. That's our answer. This movie came out 17 years ago and it had a low budget. I mean, in reality, for what was actually put into it besides hiring the actors. So, I don't know. I feel like, like I was saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick, stick with my, my thought process of, or my thoughts of saying that I think um, watching a movie that I once thought was great and then seeing it years later and being like, hmm, not as great as I remember, or, you know, I've got a lot of issues with it. For me, it's, it's almost inspiring or encouraging because it makes me go, yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'm disappointed this movie is not what I wanted it to be, but I'm recognizing that I've had so much growth over the past 17 years, you know? So I'm not just I'm not just sitting there watching a movie and just being like, hmm, this bologna tastes great. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, can I have some more bologna, please? Yeah, c- keep feeding me more bologna. Like I'm I'm glad that I'm able to watch a movie and really look at it and pick it apart. And you know, I, I think movies have evolved so much in the past ten years. You know, never mind yeah, we're going they, back yeah. seventeen, where yeah. um, we talk. You know, we talk about a family movie, and I remember. We can look back at family movies, and somebody said uh, Shrek at one point was a family movie, and that was it was kind of a real redefining movie for family movies because they it, made they made the, they made the adult humor in those those movies subtle enough that an adult would get it, but complicated enough that a kid would be lost. Exactly, and that's what I think they've done with a lot of film movies nowadays, where. And I feel like we touched upon this on another movie recently. I forgot which one it was, but it was about um, trying to put so many different genres, basically trying to reach many different target audiences in one movie. Um, and that's what a lot of movies are doing nowadays, which and back in the past... Rec- I think it's a recipe for failure. Um, I think it could be unless it's done right. And in my personal opinion, I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe did it right. I don't think the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't think the MCU is for kids. I'm going to put that out there right now. I don't. I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of heavy subject matter that if you throw at a kid who's under a certain age, there's going to be they're going to have a difficult time grasping it. Right, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm only, not saying no, it's, on, I'm not saying it's on, a not family only, movie. Not only, not, only are you having, not only would a kid have a dis- difficult time grasping the messages that are in a lot of those MCU films, you're exposing those kids to a lot of reality that they just don't need to know about now. Right. They can wait. Right. Well, that's, that's, why, that's why the movies worked, because they didn't go like full gung-ho, but I think... I'm saying, of all the 
series of films that have come close to to making that work, I'd say they're up there. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean as well. I mean, I know you talked about that saying or something that you watched back and you're like, oh, didn't really hold up after these after all these years. Which I mean, Pirates. I mean, what was that 2001? When yeah. was that? I mean, I think, that was. I think the I think Curse of the Black Pearl was either 2000 or 2001, somewhere in there. So still, yeah, yeah that movie's not that movie's not going on 20 years old. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh boy, 2003. Okay. So. Oh, wow. I mean. <sighs> For me, that was a that was a big deal. I mean, that movie was phenomenal when it came out, and then they kept on making the others, which I, I thought the second one was good. The third one, I'm just like, okay, all right, who's on whose side? I don't know what's happening yeah. anymore. <laughs> the third one's like, amazing. I don't know the who to trust. It was I amazing. How, I don't know how I feel about it now if I watched it, but I remember the third one being pretty incredible. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. those are and those are those are definitely family friendly movies. There's but here's not- what it comes down to: that was Disney. That was Disney breaking out of what Disney did. And they did a phenomenal job. So okay. Disney has gone from making Disney movies to making Jerry Bruckheimer films. <laughs> you know, which was Pirates of the Caribbean. And then mm-hmm. um, making John Carter of Earth, which... Have you seen that? Nope. Oh. Very, Shit. very interesting concept the way they did it. I thought the ending was, was superb from my memory. I mean, it could, it could be horrible now as we've discovered okay. with talking about this movie. Um, okay. But I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, Taylor Kitsch. He's the guy who played, um, Gambit in that Wolverine origins movie. <laughs> yeah, I know we don't talk about that, but I mean, whatever, neither does, uh, <laughs> neither does neither, Deadpool, ne- but neither do they. They don't talk about it either. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's it's funny to see how they've evolved, and then all of a sudden they you know they they buy out the MCU, they buy out Star Wars. It's like okay, well Disney, you've got the entire Infinity Gauntlet of all the greatest franchises of movies ever. Yeah, pretty much. So have fun, Disney and that's that's my everything. my favorite gif is a gif of Mickey putting on. Um, I think it was. Um, Star Wars or Marvel and putting it on to his gauntlet of all the franchises. And it, w- it was, yeah. it was literally, it was, it was so perfectly done with just Mickey, Mickey's face on the mad Titan himself and <laughs> throwing all the franchises on his little gauntlet. Um, and it was, it was very know. well I'm executed. Not, I'm, and perfect. I'm really not, I'm not a fa- I'm not, I'm not in favor of, of that mouse owning everything. Oh, no, neither am I. I mean, I just, we, we already I, knew I that Walt, I, I, uh, Walt Disney was a Nazi. <laughs> I, think that, I think that, I don't know, I think that monopolizing cinema is a bad idea. Oh, it is. It's it is, but, but of course that someone, of course someone's going to try to do it. No, I know. Of course people are going to try to do it. They're going to focus on know, it, and that's what they think they're going to do. It's just like, thank God we there's, have, there's, no, there's God no such thing as Andes. healthy competition. <laughs> Well, we have the indies. <laughs> We're always gonna have the indies, so yeah, I'm happy about that. Don't know, uh-huh. that's never gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so um, let me just touch upon equilibrium for one more second because I think we're kind of we jumped off, obviously, but 
one thing I thought was really funny was we finally get to, as we're talking about this, this happens, that happens, they go here, they go there. They have all these different fight scenes. We've seen multiple different combat scenes. And then we finally get to Christian Bale fighting against Angus McFadden. So basically, we got Preston, the cleric, um, fighting against uh, the father, if you will, because he's finally taking his mask off and we see it's him. And he goes into, this is after he sliced off, you know, um, the, the rent guy's face with the Akita, sliced his face off, and then he fights Angus McFadden, which you do not expect to be a fighter, but he's actually pretty good at it because he pretty much invented it. Oh, that makes sense. Got it. They play this patty cake game of gun in your face, slap it out. Gun in your face, slap it out. Gun over here, slap it out. Gun next to your head, slap it out. They're just slapping guns. They're slapping guns. They're playing patty cake with guns. Yep. It's the most... um, You've never seen this before in a movie. You've never seen this before. And and there, there are two reasons why. One... Because nobody thought of it. And two, because it's stupid. <laughs> there's, there, this, there, would, there, this would, there, I mean, this, this would threatening work. each other at close range. This would work. Extremely close like, range. This patty cake thing that you're talking about right now, I mean, it would work in like a Mel Brooks film. But here. Oh, right. Here it, it is. I, I, I'm with you. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> it was it's stupid. So stupid. It's it's so weird because I, like I'm filled with such mixed emotion about it because I'm like, ooh, yeah, I've never seen this before. Therefore, I'm intrigued. But then there's also the like, I've never seen this before, and there's good reason for it <laughs> 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 because it's stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. hmm, human centipede. Hmm, I've never seen this before. And why? Because it's stupid. <laughs> and I will never see it because I have no intention of seeing that film. Or the other ones that came out after, the prequel, or it's like, hey, and <laughs> and then, then the sequel. No, it's like, no, no intention of seeing them because it did not need to happen. It did not need to be in film. <laughs> well, um, so. well, while I am always... An advocate for um, artists making their art. You're right. This is, I mean, make it. You you can do whatever you want, but I reserve the right to tell you that you're stupid. And this, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason, as <laughs> there's no reason why two grown men need to be playing patty cake with guns as you with describe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I kind of the whole end fight scene between the two of them is just one big blur to me, and mm-hmm. all I remember is I feel you can't take that away from me, can you? <laughs> just blows him away. That's that's yeah. basically the, how how it ends. And yeah. Then, and then something really weird happens for a movie that was. I feel like with the exception of father and clerics, the concept of this movie is anything but biblical. And oh yeah. Anything but biblical. But then <laughs> it, it's he so steps, funny. <laughs> he steps into, he steps into what is a giant cross Pope style in all white looking over everybody. Yeah. 
So that it's, was it's funny really that, I mean, weird. It's funny that the last time you and I spoke about a movie was The Matrix, which is like everything out of the Bible is in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. go from this movie that's totally biblically based, you know, yeah. in its own way, and then this movie that has nothing to do with it, but yet they keep on putting these weird, this weird imagery and, and, you know, titles to it. And you're like, but... Huh? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then, okay, so <clears throat> the the ending is essentially um, the resistance is waiting for a signal. Father is dead. And mm. a whole bunch of explosions are supposed to go off and it's supposed to disrupt this drug being transported to where it has to get to. And there's going to be like a day or two of people missing their dose and that's all that they need. <clears throat> So the explosions goes off, right? It's the most ridiculous CG fire. Like, <laughs> it was just an explosion, CG fire, and then the fire fades, and there's no damage at all. No, right. no, no building went down. There's no smoke. There's yeah. no smoke. No, none. Zero. Fire doesn't cause smoke. Fire isn't going to burn that building down over there. No. Nothing. No, just no, no. what, what, wow. Wow. I mean, I know... I get it. This is kind of low budget. I get it, but you can't afford smoke. You need not not even not even CG fire, overlay fire. This looked like it was just overlaid and then faded out a little bit to make it look like it was blending in. That's that's what this was. I can do that in Photoshop. <laughs> what the hell happened? What? <laughs> it it goes back to we know where the budget Unbelievable. went. Unbelievable. The budget went from just, everywhere besides the imagery. I don't understand. I don't get it. How can it be that bad? How can you how can you how can you mess up fire? <laughs> Godzilla movies back in the 60s had better fire than that. They also had the worse quality film though, and we're talking about 17 years ago at this point now. So, I, I understand what you're where, saying. Where this I'm is where quality started a, going up as far as like you know how a film should look, but then people who are making low budget films is like, oh, we have to step up our game, you know, in order for this to look somewhat decent because the quality is going to look really, really good when it's on you DVD. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna start making. I'm gonna start using this as an argument. There's no excuse for <laughs> something looking that bad. Okay, there's zero. There's zero excuse for something looking that bad. George Lucas did space with zero. Don't tell me that you can't do fire. But he Don't did tell it me back that. then, where the quality was really bad. Watch the original Star Wars stuff not cleaned up. Okay, watch right. find find an old VHS. You know what? And watch an old VHS. You know what? I have. I have. I have. And it's you know wicked what? rough. What and what makes it worse is. What he's looking at and what's burning is a set. It's it's like it's a model. You mm-hmm. can't burn a model. You you can't set fire to a model. You can't make this look a little bit better. If I you know. can no 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 no. If you can rant and rave about a rubber chicken, I can be upset about you can't burn a set, you can't make <laughs> fire look better, you can't even add in a little smoke to make it believable. No, no. I agree with it's you. Just, it's just this hologram image of a fire <laughs> that did no... no. <laughs> I, compl- I, I agree I, with you. 
there's zero excuse. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about. Well, this was back then, and this is no. No, stop making excuses. There's no excuse for anything looking that bad. (laughs) None. Oh my god! I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it did. That I just I laughed out loud. I dropped laughing but it, then i started thinking about it i'm like no that really bothers me what do you why why what happened it's a set it's the end of the movie you're wrapping up everything there's not going to be any more shooting after this burn it down who cares what, what, save that for the final day action burn it down cut we're done wrap just let's go so to post. you know just so you know what? films are not shot in sequence i know they're not shot in sequence. Second, you of all, want the final shot. Hang on, you want the final shot of your film to be an empty city with lifeless buildings and a fire, and you have that on a set. It looks like a model. It's not real. That's not. That oh. stuff isn't really there. No, I don't. But with, apparently, Kurt build. Wimmer did. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I have an issue with this movie and anything else I've seen him do. Again, I don't want to rip on the director, just but like everything I've witnessed personally, no, no, I I'm, did I'm, not appreciate. <laughs> I'm gonna rip. I will rip on him. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You really want to hear me rip on a director? Make me watch Batman Forever. Oh boy, I'll have dude, fun with Schumacher. Dude, could you imagine how Batman Continues would have been? See, now that was supposed to be done. By Tim Burton. Yeah, Batman Continues was supposed to be done by Tim Burton. That I would have liked to see. That would have been really interesting. That I would have been really interested in seeing. I had upside. I mean, the Batman and Batman Returns, no problems at all. The name would have been horrible. <laughs> Batman Continues. Yeah, actually, Tim Burton Batman. hates the hit. Tim Burton hates the fact that they called it Batman Forever when they did it, and he, I'm like. But that's a lot better than Batman Continues. <laughs> it is a lot better than Continues. How about, like, Batman is still beating people up. <laughs> Batman is still in the dark fighting people and saying, I'm Batman. I mean, <laughs> Batman Continues doing Batman exactly continues. what he did before. <laughs> I mean, they talked about it. Even Max Shrek was supposed to be like, after he got all, all electrocuted and everything, he was going to be Two-Face. Like, his face got half burnt off, and that was what they're going to do, which already scripted the whole Billy D. Williams thing. Mm. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, whatever. The, the whole the whole franchise dropped down. And even, even, even going from Batman Forever to Batman and Robin, there was a major drop, you know, in quality of the film. Even, ba- like, Batman Forever was not great, but... It was way better than Batman and Robin. I put those. I put both of those movies in the same category as this is the jumbled mess that killed Batman. And then you know, I mean, Christopher Nolan comes along and revitalizes that franchise. But that's well, I mean, he didn't it. revitalize These that franchise. He revitalizes movies. the Dark Knight series. He he brings a whole new story that he was not brought up before. Give him credit. Give him credit. He revitalized the Batman franchise. Just give him credit. As far as uh, as far as motion picture, yeah. You're 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 splitting hairs. He he did wonders. For a I dead I franchise. don't look at I I don't look at them as as reboots or remakes. I look at them as a whole different thing. 
and saying, good job, DC, you made a good, you, you did something great. Um, but then you see what they've done now, and you're like, DC, DC, <laughs> why don't you just keep Chris Nolan? <laughs> they, 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 they turned poor Ben Affleck into a meme. <laughs> oh, poor Ben Affleck. I feel kind of bad for him. Dude, you were against him since day one as Batman. You I kept was laughing about his chin. The... You kept laughing but, at his yeah, chin. It was ridiculous. That chin is ridiculous in that mask. That's a superhero oh chin, though, man. <laughs> no, it's not. That's that's a ridiculous looking chin. And then just, I'm gonna make even more fun of you for Martha. I'm I'm never gonna forgive you for that. I'm Martha? never gonna forget that, Martha. Do we just Martha. become best friends? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Martha Why did you say Martha My mother's name is Martha My mother's name is Martha too Did we just become best friends Yep Yep <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it ruined the entire thing And honestly like DC Dang it DC Like what did you do And it makes me Like I said I, I wonder what Batman Continues would have been like I wonder what uh, Superman Lives would have been like. I know. I, I, I don't want to even think about what Superman Lives would have been Dude, like. Dude, Superman I Lives would have been epic. I don't care what anybody I says. No, I, no, I know no, it's Nicolas Cage, no, but it's, it was exactly. also Tim Burton. That it was also Tim Burton terrible. and Kevin Smith. That would have been terrible. It would have been absolutely awful. It would have been awful. Any kind of Kevin Smith comedy in a superhero movie would be horrible. Kevin Smith What's doesn't gonna... just make comedies. Have you seen everything else he's made in the past 10 years? Okay, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, now, now he just doesn't make comedies. We're talking about back in the 90s when we're looking at a bunch of mall rats. Dude, what, what, Kevin, what, Smith, Superman, Kevin Smith Superman, is a Superman's purist gonna go... as, far as, as far as superhero stuff. What? As far as superhero oh, stuff oh. goes, Kevin Smith is a purist. Like, he loves superheroes. He would I not go in there and destroy the franchise. I don't think he would destroy the franchise. I just don't think he... I don't think at that time he had the credentials to handle a superhero movie. Well, I mean, obviously nobody did because it didn't happen. And the guy exactly. went off to do Wild Wild West instead. And that's what we could have got. We could have got Wild Wild West as Superman. No, Why? because Tim Burton no. would have been involved. Oh... <laughs> uh... Let me get this guy in. Okay. Whatever. So. Nicolas Cage would have been a horrible Superman. Like, excuse me, I'm Superman. <laughs> well, I, I get my I Nicolas Cage it. and my Keanu Reeves mixed up. It's like. <laughs> I can't, I can't see that. I can't see that. I can't see that. Nicolas Cage. I think I, I can Cage, see I think, it. I've seen pictures, seen, so that's, I can't. Have you ever seen? Yeah, there's a couple of pictures out there online with mm -hmm. him with long, ridiculous black hair, and that yep. just as, as skinny as as I. Wow, I don't buy this. That's not a hero. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage following <laughs> after Christopher Reeves. Are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're babbling. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about Equilibrium before we get out of here? Oh, we're talking about Equilibrium? Oh, jeez. I thought we were done with that. <laughs> I guess that's your answer. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, what I, what, I, what, I will say, what I will say to sum it all, the whole thing up is I feel like this movie had a really great idea. 
Um, it could have gone in a really great direction. However, it was very poorly executed. I think that the budget was focused on the wrong things. Um, they could have made this movie with really any actor and, you know, focus more on making sure that the quality of the, um, the CG, um, of, of the, of really just focusing on the way it's shot, the way that they were executing, like the, the concepts they were getting at, even some of the writing, like if they really just put the focus on the right things, this movie could have been a great movie. And I think that's why I'm glad we talked about it because there's so much potential in this film, there's a lot of potential. A lot it of potential, had it, it, it had so much potential, but it was lost because they put the focus in the wrong areas. I think you're right. I think they could have made this movie with anybody besides Christian Bale, and that would have benefited. I think, uh, but then again, I go back to, you know, who is Christian Bale in 2002 to command that kind of a price tag? I mean, you could have. I mean, I'm sure you could have gone and hired a no-name actor to play that role. It did not look very demanding i mean there's one there's that one scene where he breaks down crying that he's emoting any kind of way that's some real acting that would take some kind of chops i'm sure you could get a student (laughs) to 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 pull that off so that it was believable and you could have had an amazing budget for the film and we wouldn't have fake fire at the end it just (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go back to that um So, yeah, um, and what, another reason why I asked you, you know, how do you feel about going back and watching movies and realizing that you feel a different way about them? I don't think I'm ever going to go back and watch this one again. Yeah. I mean, this, was a movie, this was a movie that I did enjoy when I was younger, and it's been a while since I've seen it, and I was excited to sit down and watch it. Now, coming out of it, there's no reason for me to ever watch this again. None. So I've, I've purged... Um probably a year or two ago, I purged a giant portion of my DVD collection. Not because I ripped them or anything like that. It's more just because I'm like, I don't really need to have these anymore. And Equilibrium actually was one of the few that stuck by, and I put them in a big binder, and I'm like, I'm going to hold on to this one because I do remember liking this and really appreciating it. And I'm totally fine with getting rid of these well at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like I watched it, I'm like... Huh, I don't believe there's any there's not a, there's a single time in the rest of my life that I would I would say you know what I want to watch Equilibrium. I yeah. feel like especially now that we've talked about it, we've picked it apart, and we said okay, here's how it is, and here's what we feel about it. I don't think there's there's no part of me that really believes I ever have to do that again. It's not that I hate the movie; it's just that I feel like we've we know so much about it, and we have so many little issues with it where it's like, hmm, what else am I gonna get out of it? Right. You know? And I don't want to punish myself. I don't want to sit down and watch them. I don't want to... I don't want to Waste actively... an hour and 45 sit, Exactly. I don't want to actively sit down and watch a movie that I know I'm not going to get into and I know that I'm not going to like. I'm never going to feel another way about this movie one way or another. The movie pops and up I, on TV one day and I'm watching TV and I see that scene where the guy says, What? I'll watch it for that. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll watch it for the final scene where he slices the guy's face off and then has his little patty cake duel. You know, I'll watch it for quick things like that if it happens to be there. But um, I would never stop and sit there and watch the entire film again. No, I hate to say I it. I mean, I feel like a jerk just like putting down somebody's, you know, life work um, or, you know, anybody who's involved in it who looks at it and says, you know what? I'm really proud of that. I'm like, I'm sorry you're proud of it because it. it 
you dropped a bunch of balls. <laughs> I um, I think that's a big difference between you and I. I feel like you you certainly do want to be kinder to an artist, I and mean, I'm not faulting you for that at all. Huh. I'm of the opposite opinion. I if I see something that I don't like or I think doesn't land or I think missed the mark. I have no problem with saying it and being very outspoken and blunt about it. And I think, I think, I don't think that there needs to be more of that. I just think that a lot could benefit from it. I think there are too many people out there who are afraid to step on the wrong toes. Nobody wants to speak up and say, hey, maybe A, B, and C are a bad idea. Maybe if, maybe if this guy, Kurt Weimer, had people around him who wanted to speak out and say, maybe not go this direction with this scene, maybe not do this, maybe this movie would have been a little bit better and maybe it would have aged a lot better. You mean the people maybe involved in the production of it? The people involved in the production of right. it, yes. Right. Maybe, may, maybe not use this ridiculous looking fire. <laughs> Maybe not have this guy just for no reason audibly what? Maybe make things make a little bit more sense. I don't know. Mm. Just try it. Give it a shot. See how it works. Yeah. No? Okay, do whatever you want. We're done. That's over. Yeah. All right, well, it's been fun. Um, Yeah, I, I think... I think we definitely brought up a really uh, bunch of really good points about this, and it's time to move on. So, all right. Uh, thanks for listening to Black and White Commentaries. Again, I'm Lee. I am Will. And good night. Good night.